Are you trying to figure out life, goals, God, and everything in between? Well, guess what? You're not the only one. My name's Michelle Nicole, and I'm the founder of God Distracted. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about how you can minimize your distractions and get more God Distracted. Let's talk about the areas of business, life, love, God, and how they all intertwine to make us who we are. So if this is something you're interested in, make sure to tune in. Talk to you soon. Hi guys, good evening. I'm recording this in the evening, so good evening to you, good morning to you, good afternoon, good whatever, whatever time you're listening to this. Hi, how are you? I hope you are well and blessed. Um, so today I want to talk to you about leaving your Martha season. Um, and don't worry, I'm gonna make it make sense, but leaving your Martha season. And I want to kind of get a little bit more transparent. God's been telling me that uh, my healing is going to come through the transparency of who I am and what I've been dealing with in my walk with God. Um, That way, if any of you can identify with this, your healing can come from it as well. So um, thank you for listening. I'm going to say a quick prayer so I can get into this. So God, um, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this time that we have together. I just want to thank you for whoever is listening to this, wherever they are in this world, in this state, in this life, wherever they are. I just want to thank you, Father, because we are so blessed to be part of your kingdom. We are so blessed to be brothers and sisters in Christ. And if you led them to listen to this, there is a reason, Father. So I thank you for them. I pray for whatever they're going through now that you heal them, Father, that you meet them where they're at. If they're leaving their Martha season, that you just teach them and that they know it will be okay because all things are possible through you, God. I pray, Father, that as I continue to speak, that you use me as a vessel, Father. As I continue to speak, that you continue to plant seeds in me so we can plant seeds in good soil in others so that they can then grow whatever they're supposed to grow, whatever their purpose to grow, and they can plant those seeds into others, Father. So I just thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the ability to see myself leaving my Martha season and going into my Mary season. And I just give you all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus Christ's name, amen, amen, and amen. Okay, guys. So I know you're probably wondering, and by the way, I say guys just as a terms of endearment. Um, just like I say, girl and all of that. So if you're listening to this, do not take offense if you're not a guy and I'm saying, okay, guys. Um, but, um, yes, I want to talk about leaving my Martha season and what does that mean? So I mentioned last podcast, if you listened to it, where I talked about the battlefield and things like that, that it was a year since I recorded a God Tracted podcast. And I had to kind of take some time and ask myself why. What what's going on? Why did I stop recording? I mean, I had a lot going on within the past year. Um, I got married. I got busy at work. You know, yada 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 life things. But but no, because I did a lot in that time. That recording a fifteen to twenty minute podcast for God wasn't something that got in the way of me living my life. And so there's two things that happened that I kind of want to talk about, and that I kind of want to pinpoint for you guys really quick. Um, one. How can I say this? <laughs> One, be careful what people speak over you, right? You have to be very careful because there's a lot of people that will speak over you and things that you can't do, but there's not a lot that will speak over 
which you can do. And I say that because I was in a state where before I got married, I was, uh, my husband was living with me. My now husband was living with me and I was doing a lot and I was on fire, but I was getting so much feedback that because I was living in that lifestyle, because he was living with me before we got married, which wasn't long. Like he moves in from out of town. He came live with me. We weren't living that long together before we got married, but either way, that's not the case that um, I basically wasn't qualified to speak on these things. Because basically, if you're living in sin, quote unquote, however you want to take that, um, how are you to tell people anything about God? Yeah, that was kind of deep. I talk about it and it still kind of stings me because I took that in and just said, you know what, you're right. And I just stopped. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that we have to really understand. I understand there's processes to things. I get it. So I'm not denying that. But what I also understand is that God qualifies us. Don't ever look to people to qualify you to speak God's word when he tells you to speak. God qualifies you. And if he tells you to speak, you speak. Don't mute yourself or mute God's word because you believe what other people told you. That's just the enemy. We ain't letting him in. You know how I said last week. The battlefield is real. Stop the enemy in his tracks because he will use whoever and whatever he can to stop you from spreading God's word, especially when God's word is going to free someone from bondage, when the word that God is using through you is going to heal them and it's going to save them. Don't ever do that. And I'm going to be so transparent in saying that I stopped because of that. I felt like I was not in the right place and the right mindset. I wasn't qualified to do this. And how dare I think that I'm worthy of doing this. God qualifies you and God deems you worthy. If he tells you to do, you do. Point blank. And me being transparent as I can, I stopped y'all. I really allowed that to stop me in my tracks and get in my mind. And there's a really good book that Joyce Myers has called The Mind is a Battlefield. And it talks a lot about how once the enemy can get in your mind, he can distract you and he can basically make you believe things that aren't true. So when you start doing that and you have to start speaking, speaking God into your life, you have to. And I know from experience that when I started to think that way, I was allowing myself to get beat all up and just said, okay, well, I'm just not going to do it because I don't, you know, maybe I'll wait till I'm married because then I'll be qualified. What? You're telling me that Marion, I love my husband to death. He's everything to me. You know what I mean? He's amazing. But Marion him did not qualify me to speak God's word. Him coming to my life did not qualify me to speak God's word. God qualified me from the womb to speak his word. So you got to keep going, guys. And when you start feeling defeated, when someone says something to you, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Rebuke it fast. That is not of God. That is not of God. And you start speaking God over your life. God qualifies me. You know what I mean? God qualifies me. If God is for me, who can be against me? You start finding those strong scriptures that are going to speak life into you, that it will allow you to walk into that purpose. Because like we said last time in that last podcast, a lot of arrows are going to come your way when you start walking in that purpose. You start getting in that battlefield. And either you're going to stand there and get hit by those arrows and let them knock you down, or you're going to get up and keep moving. You're not going to look to people because people are just imperfect, just like we are. So those imperfect beings telling you things that the enemy's saying, even though they don't realize that the enemy is going through them, aren't going to be the one that's going to qualify you. Now, I do say 
that you will get confirmation when God is the one telling you to do this. You know, God's not going to send you out to the battlefield without a plan and confirmation that you're doing it right. And confirmation is going to come from reading his word, from understanding, okay, God, this is you. This is you. And the more you start to read his word and start to be obedient into what he's telling you to do and walk in that, the more you'll be able to discern when it's him and when it's not. I knew that it was God telling me to do this. I knew it. And that sort of word that was speaking and spoken over me and spoken to me stopped me in the tracks on my battlefield and I allowed myself to get hit by arrows. A lot of them. And I could have just kept on going. When I think about how many times in a year, y'all, a year that I could have just kept going and I, and I repent to God and I ask him, just forgive me, Lord, because there are words that people needed to hear that I stopped myself from speaking because someone else told me something. Because the enemy came at me and told me something. This is why we got to believe God over the enemy. This is why we got to have faith and trust God and know our word and know who we are in God above all things. Because who you are in God and who God created you to be is how you're going to walk your walk. And when that comes in and that doubt comes in, it can lead you on a whole different path. So don't do that, guys. Continue to dig, dig deep in your word. Continue to ask God, God, who am I in you? Who am I in you? Who do you want me to be? He will answer it. You know what I mean? And let me make it, let me make it make sense for you guys. You'll hear me say that a lot. Like, cause I ask God a lot. Make it sense for me, God. Make it make sense. Excuse me for me, God, make it make sense. And when I say that, when I say, um, God will let you know, pay attention to how you hear God. And I say that because a lot of people are like, well, what do you mean? Like God talks to you. Yes, for me, he does. I hear him as audibly as you hear my voice right now. But for other people, he talks to you through praise and worship. You may put on a song and get a complete, excuse me, breakthrough and a complete healing. And you're like, God, where is this coming from? You know, this is amazing. Maybe it's through praise and worship. Some people it's through art. Some people it's through writing. Some people are strong prayer warriors where they can go into prayer and it can break down all sorts of stuff. And you hear God talking to you through that. Find that prayer language. Find that language, what it is that you talk to God and you, um, you hear him the most. It may not be audible and that's okay. You know what I mean? It may be another way. I mean, let me rephrase that. It will always be audible, but it'll be audible in a method that works best for you. So when you're asking God, who am I, God? Who am I and who do you want me to be? Pay attention to the way he's going to speak to you because he'll confirm it. He's God. It's easier for him to say, yes, this is what I want you to do. No, close that door. You'll know. Pray the prayer and he's going to show you. You know what I mean? So continue to do that. Um, But do not allow other people's words to stop you from walking in the purpose God has given you. God qualifies you. Just if you don't remember anything from this point, God qualifies me. So when someone tells you, no, God qualifies me. You don't qualify me. God does. He created me. He knows me. He qualifies me. Point blank. Okay. So the next thing I want to talk about that kind of stopped me from moving forward um, was my idea of perfection. Perfection is the enemy of progress. 
Just know that perfection is the enemy of progress, y'all. Perfection will have you so caught up in the details of making it perfect that you won't move forward. And if you're like me, that's how I was. And um, just to give you guys some background on me, I'm a planner. I plan events. I've planned events for large organizations. I plan events for small organizations. So when I say I'm a planner, I was doing this for a living and I still do it for a living. I manage programs. It's all in the details, right? Um, but being someone that wants things to be perfect stops me from moving forward in a lot in life. And one of the things that stopped me from is this podcast or this platform. When I say my platform, I mean God distracted as a whole. I am on Instagram and I'm, you know, making plans to grow in that area and just to use this platform for the glory of God all over. I could have been doing this a year ago and been where God wanted me to be a year ago, but it's okay. God gives grace and mercy and he's working with me to get there now. But my idea of making it perfect for God, like, Guys, make it make sense. How in the world would I say, let me make this perfect for God? God's like, yo, I'm the one working through you. We got this. Sometimes we'll get so caught up in being like, God, no, it has to be perfect for you and perfect for you. And God's like, no, I created you as you are. You are imperfectly perfect for me. If you can hear it again, we are imperfectly perfect for a perfect God. We're not supposed to be perfect. We're not supposed to be all put together. God created us to do what he created us to do and to meet the people that he created us to meet or help or whatever it is we're supposed to do in the method and the manner of who we were created to be. I know that was a lot. So let me try to say that again. God created us to be. He created Lachelle to be exactly who I'm supposed to be for the people he assigned me to meet, help, or heal through him. So the method of how I'm talking to you, if you relate to this, this is because this is how God is relating me to you. If you don't, I'm just not the one that's supposed to give you this message. Someone else is. So no matter what it is, if your writing style is your writing style, guess what? You're going to reach who you're going to reach because you're going to like your writing style. They're going to like the method of how you say things. They're going to like the method of how you sing things because God created us imperfect to be who we are for who we're supposed to be assigned to. And so I was so caught up in making things perfect. And this is what I'm talking about when I'm going to talk to you about Mary and Martha. And so in the Bible, in what is this? Luke chapter 10 and his verses about 38 through 42 or so. Um, the Bible talks about Jesus going to visit Mary and Martha. And just to give you some background, Mary and Martha are the sisters of Lazarus. Lazarus is who Jesus um, brought back up from the dead. And the Bible talks about how Jesus greatly loved and cared for Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. So when, it, when the Bible says that, it allows me to know that Jesus had a relationship with them. He cared for them. They were his friends. They were who he considered family. Like, he loved these people. And so... He was going to visit, this is before he caught Lazarus out from the tomb. So he was going to visit um, Mary and Martha. And another side note in this, um, Mary, if you remember, there's a verse in the Bible, a story in the Bible about a woman who had a very expensive bottle of perfume. And she cleaned Jesus's feet with the perfume and wiped them with her hair and her tears. And it's an amazing, amazing story. This is the same Mary. And so Jesus is going to go visit Mary and Martha and 
Martha is the sister that is getting everything together. Like, yo, Jesus is coming. Let me clean his house. You know, when you got company coming, you get your house together. So she's cleaning. She's probably cooking. She's making sure everything is okay. It has to be together. It has to be okay. Everything has to be perfect because Jesus is coming to visit us. We love him. He's our friend, but we got to make sure this house is um, visit ready. It ain't like, oh, we chilling ready. No, Jesus ready. We got to get it Jesus ready. And so she's getting everything together and Jesus comes and Martha basically is upset because Jesus comes and Mary chooses to say, oh, Jesus is here. Well, guess what? I'm going to sit at his feet. That's what we're going to do. I'm sitting at Jesus's feet. I'm going to learn from him. He's here. I'm chilling with him. You could do all that cooking and cleaning, but uh, Jesus is coming. So I'm sitting at his feet. And so Jesus gets mad and she basically says, um, yo, like, don't you care, Lord? Don't you care that my sister left me to do all this by myself? Tell her to help me. Like, you here, you God, tell her to help me because I ain't feeling this. And so Jesus basically said to her, and I'm going to read it from the Bible, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So guys, we got that, right? Martha goes to Jesus. She's mad. God, help it. Make my sister help me out. God's like, yo, she's good. You worried about all of this. Martha's straight. And I'm not taking it away from her because she's worried about the one and one thing only. And that is to be in the presence of me, to be in the presence of the incarnate God as I'm talking and teaching you guys these things. So um, God revealed to me one day, he reveals a lot of things to me in the shower, guys. But he revealed to me that I've been living in a Martha season where I'm missing so much of what he's going to impart in me and so much of what he's trying to teach me because I'm too worried about the details and the perfection of getting things together instead of sitting at his feet and taking it all in. And so when I'm telling you that sometimes we have to not be in this Martha season, sometimes we have to stop and allow God to just pour into us. Just stop and allow him to pour into you and teach you and get you prepared. Remember I told you last week that sometimes we're in that preparation stage where he's just preparing for you. And sometimes we're in a stage where we just want to be loved on. Like, God, just love on me. Teach me and love on me. I'm just going to sit here while you love on me. And I feel like that's what Mary did. Mary just sat and said, God, whatever it is, you want to love on me, I'm going to take it. You want to teach me, I'm going to take it. You know what I mean? You want to mold me, I'm going to take it. Where Martha was like, what about me? I'm making everything right for you. God's like, I'm good on that. I need you to sit here. She's good. You know what I mean? Mary's straight. You are worried about this. I need you to worry about this because this is going to get you on the right path for your calling and your purpose. And so if you are in a season of just trying to make everything so perfect and have control and every detail and every this, guess what? Pray and ask God, God, is it time for me to leave that Martha season and sit on your feet and be a Mary? Because for me, I'm in my Mary season right now. I'm in my season of being like, God, let me rub this perfume on your feet. Let me cry and wipe your, wipe your um, feet with my tears. Let me just sit and love so much on you, God, and allow him to just transform you. Because when you're in that and you're giving him your attention and your immediate attention, you're sitting there saying, God, your will, your way, let's go. 
you're going to be so surprised at how much he pours into you because there's no distractions. There's no details. There's no perfection. It's just you and God. And I'm just asking you and praying right now, Father, that if you're in that season, that you just allow God just to pour into you. Drop it and enter into your Mary season. My Martha season had me so bound up because once those details happen, then it gets more in your head and now you're claiming anxiety and this and then you're like, where's all this coming from? Yeah, that's because you're worried about this and God's sitting right there saying, come talk to me. Come sit with me. Come read with me. Come read your Bible. Come pray with me. Come praise with me. Well, let me make it right first. Make it make sense, y'all. How are we going to make things right for God? He makes us right. We don't make it right for him. He makes things right for us, right? So um, that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. So if you're wondering where I'm getting this from, like I said, it's in Luke chapter 10, 38 through 42 is where God is talking about um, Mary and Martha. This is where he's um, going through that story. And I have the life application NIV version. So it gives me a little bit more detail about the times back then. That's how I was able to really say, oh, Mary and Martha were Lazarus sisters. So I know there's connections there, God. I know there's reasons there. Um, I know that there's something connected there. And so you could just go really deep into detail. You can talk about that. Um, if you're, excuse me, if you're looking for words to speak over you and, you know, doubt comes in or someone else tries to steal that purpose in you, just Google. I always, I will say anything. I, I, will, I don't care if it's a verse that's not even related to how I'm feeling. I will say he is the Alpha and Omega, period. Nope, you're not going to tell me that you don't do this. God, the Alpha and Omega qualifies me. You know what I mean? If God can be for me, who can be against me? Nothing can separate me from the love of Jesus. Like, it can be anything, and I'm going to say it because I know that the Word of God is going to spring life into me. Um, so, yeah, that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, and I'm looking in my notes Oh, yes. I did want to share this. If you're going through this and you're trying to figure out how come you can't break it, how come I can't get over this? I know I had to do a lot of prayer and repentance and just saying, okay, God, how do I get through this? Because I allowed a whole year of disobedience to happen. I want to give you three R's that you can always remember. And I'll probably always from this point forward in my podcast with these three R's because this is how you're going to move forward in anything that you're battling with. I want you to renounce. So to renounce means to formally declare one's abandonment of a claim, right, or possession. So whatever it is, I renounce that in the name of Jesus. I'm not claiming that no more. I renounce it. So whatever you have claimed in your life, whatever has tried to claim things on you, renounce it in the name of Jesus. We're going to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. To rebuke means an expression of sharp disapproval. So basically, I'm renouncing it. I'm not claiming it. I'm disapproving it in my life. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus and I repent for it. So I would say when I went through this, this whole transformation, I renounced that claim on my life that I was not qualified in the name of Jesus. I rebuked it from the enemy standpoint. I rebuke you, Satan, and you will not come at me with that no more. You are rebuked. I will not come at any doubt, any any um, words spoken over me, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus if they're not coming from God. So I rebuke it, I renounced it, and I repent for my disobedience and believe in that person over God. So just go through that. Write that down, guys. Renounce, 
rebuke, repent. And look those words up. I did. I do it all the time. Make it make sense. I'm going to look it up and say, God, what does this word mean? What does this word mean? What does this word mean? And it will be clear as day to be like, oh, okay. Now I get why you're telling me to rebuke it, to basically declare abandonment of it over my life. I forget, I mean, renounce it. I forget why you're telling me to rebuke it and say, I will not take that on. And I disapprove of any behaviors that came at me at the enemy sent at me. Nope. You're rebuked. Go back to where you came from. And I repent for my belief in it. I repent for my disobedience in it and whatever it is you need to repent for. So renounce, rebuke, repent. Um, so yes, that's it. I'm going to say a quick prayer for us to leave. I hope that this makes sense. I know I say that a lot, guys. I hope that it's making sense to you because as I'm saying it, I'm not hearing it. I'm just saying as it's coming to me, I'm just saying it through my personal testimony. So um, I hope it makes sense. I hope that God is being able to use me as a vessel, as a voice to help you in the areas that you need help with. That's my prayer. If God continues to give me these words, I'm going to continue to share with you until he stops and leads me into something else. But um, I love you guys, and I just pray for you guys. I pray that any words that have been spoken over your life, that we renounce it, Father, that we rebuke it, and the enemy will not stay claim on anything that you're supposed to do for the purpose of God. And I pray that you repent of any sinful nature is anything that you have done that's stopping you from walking further. I pray that you continue to be able to hear God's voice. And if you haven't yet, that you just continue to pray and ask God, Father, I'm listening, Father. Just speak to me. Speak to me, Father, so I can hear you. And open up your ears so you can hear him, Father. Don't be afraid, guys, to hear God's voice. It is so soft and loving. He will lead you in the right direction. So I pray for those of you that are seeking to hear God's voice, that you hear his voice. I pray that you leave your Martha season of being caught up in perfection and details and how and when and why and just sit at the feet of God and just listen to him. Spill your perfume upon his feet and just allow the aroma of God to just soak in, Father. This is what I'm praying for, Father, that those hearing me and hearing my voice, Father, are allowed to just soak you in, that they're able to hear your voice, and that they're able to understand who qualifies them. You over people always. God over people always, guys. God over people always. And always remember John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. That whoever shall believe in him shall have eternal life. Always remember that. For those of you that may not know God, pray that prayer. Look it up in the Bible. Ask someone that is saved to come pray with you. Get a good church home. Get a good church foundation. And by church foundation, I mean it may not be a church home, but it's people that belong to God, that's in his family, um, that can help you and guide you um, and lead you in a direction that's going to be nothing but love and kindness, um, peace, grace, mercy. I mean, I could just continue to speak about the love of God and how great it is. But I love you guys. I thank you for listening. I thank you for um, giving me the ability to be this vessel. And please pray for me as I continue to pray for you, Father. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> please pray for me as I continue to pray for you guys. Um, in our Father's great and holy name, we just say amen, amen, and amen. Bye, guys. Thanks.